Welcome to the One Day at a Time podcast, where we forget about yesterday, we don't worry about tomorrow, it's what are we going to do today that's all that matters, because you've only ever had, or will ever have, the fantastic 24 hours a day you're about to embark on. So hopefully, this episode is going to give you some daily dose of wisdom that you can take action on today to improve your life. And remember, all it takes is one day at a time. Morning, gang. It is Tuesday, and like I always say, you better be out on your daily walk, getting those steps in, and making sure you start the day off the best way possible. But um, so uh, who's this now? God is following me. Jesus. Okay, hold on. Hello. Yes, God speaking. How are you doing, God? Good. Yeah, I man. Just following the news, wondering um if you could increase my height. You know, I'm half five foot nine and a half, and I want to get a bit taller. Can't be done. Born with it. So nothing I can do about it. It is. I got a one. Suck your one. <laughs> no, mate. Let's leave it there. I can't do anything about it. No problems to that. But to that. Well, there we go, guys. I have inquired about my height and unfortunately it is unchangeable. So I'm going to have to live with it. And I, like many things, like many things we're born with. You can't change your height. You can't change where you're born. You can't change your family, really. You can't. There's loads of stuff you can't change, but most of us focus on those things that we can't change and then get so frustrated that we can't change them. We build up this massive stress in our head when actually we should leave it go and laugh about it, if anything. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of wisdom in um, in the ancients about being able to be... Humour is essential. So they've... Just reading the ancients, they were they had a way of actually taking things and being able to laugh about it, even in the worst scenarios. So you look back during war times, people in the underground of World War Two in London, knitting, having a laugh, just sitting down. You know, there's nothing they could do about the situation, but they were making the best they could. I think it's a it's kind of a lost art in today's world. We take things way too seriously. There's obviously things to be serious about. But when it comes to some things we can't change, the best option, I do think, is to try and find the humour in it in a way. Um, but that is to be decided upon yourself. But give it a go. Try and look at flip, flip it, and look at things in a different way. And uh, it, it can't be used against you then either. Do you know what I mean you don't take it so personally all the time when it comes up or whatever? But this voice note. I want to give you some wisdom from a guy called Goethe. He was a German, one of the best German minds of all time. Not many people know of him outside of Germany, and maybe you might have heard his name somewhere. Um, he was a guy Napoleon really admired, one of the greatest thinkers Napoleon thought he was. Napoleon read one of his novels seven times because Napoleon was obsessed with love stories and stuff. He had this kind of like, <laughs> he wanted this perfect love story, but the, the book that Goethe created, the, the novel about this love story, was actually based on his own experience, but he just gave names to characters. And people resonated with the story so much. They would read it over and over because they could see themselves in the story, right? So this guy wrote a law. He wrote a law. He was kind of, you know, well-known in his time. People looked up to him. Uh, but there's a book about his maxims and reflections about life. And I think there's a lot of gold in there. So I'm going to share that with you today. Um, after you've taken on board, you can't change some things, right? You can't. So let them go. 
let's have a look to see some of these things can help us today. So first one that pops up to me, tell me with whom you associate and I will tell you who you are. If I know what your business is, I know what can be made of you. Yes, Goethe, yes, okay. A man or woman is really alive only when he or she delights in the goodwill of others. How important is that? You know, one of the quickest hacks you can do in your life is assume good intent from people. So if they're speaking to you, assume it's good intent. Someone asking you questions, assume good intent. A lot of people have got their chimps, chimps in control and they assume the bad all the time, right? So every time they think someone's speaking to them or someone approaches them or whatever, they think automatically the bad and the worst case scenario makes them defensive, less open. And that's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy from the start, isn't it? So, you know, people do want to help. And if you actually, and people say, oh, yeah, we got taken advantage of. Yeah, okay, some people will take advantage of you. They will. It's the same as when you look into um, products and, and stuff like that. So there is, legally, you've got to give a 30-day return policy for a physical product. Like someone returns it in the current, you know, a, a good, you know, new state, you have, to, you have to return it, right? So there's companies then that are like, oh, 30-day guarantee. And I say to people, doing this course for marketing, I was saying, like, you know, go big on the guarantee. Give him 45 days. Make the, the guarantee even bolder. And they're like, oh, but won't people abuse it, though? I'm like, yeah, some people will abuse it. Does that mean you should not look after your number one customers because there's going to be a few people that abuse it? And actually, the weight to the ratio is some people will abuse. Most people will see it as a good indication. And, you know, if you've got a solid product, you, you'll pull through so obviously it's the same when you you life you're you're nice and you uh, speak to people or you assume the good in people all the time that yes you will get taken advantage of, that's gonna happen. But actually it's the same with the stoicism thing, that's always gonna happen. You just get better at sniffing it out and then you can cut it off like tit for tat type of thing. So there was a you know I can't remember what book it was. Maybe it's barking up the wrong tree and it talks about this computer algorithm that keep kept beating people at this game. So this game they had these computer programmers come up with a program to fight each other whatever or like it was like dealing with each other and the simplest program won all the time the simple program was i'm always going to go good i'm always going to collaborate first and if i get taken advantage of my next move then is to you know not collaborate and it was just tit for tat and that kept beating like the most sophisticated programs they're like well we do three good one bad and all this stuff um so just simplify it just assume good, ten, in good in, intent and you live a better life, 100%. Okay, the really foolish thing in men who are otherwise intelligent is that they fail to understand what another person says when he does not exactly hit upon the right way of saying it. Oh, I hate this. I hate it. When you say something, the content is, the, what you say the content of, but then people will nitpick maybe it's grammar when you send them something about writing or... It's like a, something you said weirdly, and it's like, ugh, you're missing the point, mate. You're like, the, the message is going to come in different forms. You're missing the point, the content. Don't be one of those people. Look at what's actually being said. Um, it's important. There are people who make no mistakes because they never wish to do anything worth doing. Very true. Um, hope is the second soul of the unhappy. I like it. Um, mastery often passes for egoism. That's true. When you truly become a master of something, and you wanna, and you wanna say, "Oh, you're really good at your job," or whatever it is, 
and you've gone past the uh, the Dunning Kruger effect where you know you start off, you think you know everything, and you go, "Wow, I know nothing," and you come climb back up the other side. You're like, "Actually, I got experience, I know what I'm doing," and you just know people think it's the ego, but then it's like the experience, and you have that battle between people. It's ego versus ego. It's definitely true. Um, but if you know you got the skills and stuff, there we spoke about this in the book club before. Especially true for the our female, well, most of our members are female, but people listening. Um, in the workspace and stuff like that, um, it's a tough, tough, tough line where, you know, it's confidence and ego, but really it's just that you know you can do it. And people, again, it's the assuming bad intent thing, the assuming bad intent thing, where if you think someone's just doing something because of the ego, but actually they're doing it because they think they're competent, that's going to be a better, you're going to be a better manager and you're going to be a better person in the workplace. Um, a man is not deceived by others, he deceives himself. Yes, indeed. Nothing is more highly, nothing is more highly to be prized than the value of each day. There we have it again, the one day at a time. So here again. Oh, it's everywhere, guys. When you look for it, it's everywhere. If you miss the first buttonhole, you will not succeed in buttoning up your coat. If you miss your morning, you will not succeed in having the best day possible. End of. You can maybe claw back sometimes, but I'm telling you, the morning, you know that quote, win the morning, win the day, for a 5 a.m. club. Um, the, mo- the morning is that first buttonhole. You just get it right. Boom. Things flow. Tommy Carbis talks about this. There's a few things you do each day that lead into other automatic kind of behaviors you need to figure out what those are i'm telling you waking up early is one of those big things um so if you're listening to this on an alexa sitting next to your bed like oh should i get up get up now straight away no messing straight out the door not naked put some pants on or whatever you got don't go on the street naked but do get out in the street and go for a walk um right some books seem to have been written not to teach us anything, but to let us know that the author has known something. Most books are like that. <clears throat> okay, let us remember how great the ancients were, and especially how the Socratic school holds up to us the source and standard of all life and action, and bids us not indulge in empty speculation, but live and do. Yes, you have to live and do, don't just waste your time talking. If one has not read the newspapers for some months and then reads them all together, one sees, as one never saw before, how much time is wasted with this kind of literature. Oh my god, this is like 17, 1800s, guys. Imagine he's saying this like two, three hundred years ago before the internet, before phones. Imagine what his head would explode today. Literally, he'd be like, what are you doing? You're just on your phones, taking all the stuff in. Imagine, the, oh my god, he would never handle it. No way. He said that, yeah. Just take that. That's what he thought back in. Wow. Okay. Let's have a look. Okay. Ignorant people raise questions which were answered by the wise thousands of years ago. Yes. If you think of the timeline, just to simplify things. So the timeline of since, say, you know, <clears throat> sorry, um, say like 3000, like say so 2000 BC. If we think about it, from 2000 BC to about 500 AD, where you had the, the rise of Rome, ancient Greece, and you had the this era of uh, just like legendary philosophers, thought leaders, mathematicians, all this thing. All this unbelievable amount of knowledge and wisdom and insight, right? Then you had the fall of Rome, 
you pretty much then went into the dark ages where you kind of in a way extreme religious things took over the church was in domination um we kind of lost our way in terms of thinking about life and opening up to different ways of thinking until we got to about you know the early you know just over 1000 AD 1100 1200 we get to the uh i believe the Re- renaissance is called um so this is like 1200 to like 1800 if you think about it so like another 500 years where they rediscovered the works of the ancient greeks and romans they rediscovered these classic works of the classicists classicists and they looked into these works and they were like these people really knew what they're on about they were way ahead of us like we've gone backwards guys what has happened all this like all this wisdom look at it it's incredible that's only the stuff that survived right so when these people realized it and Goethe would have realized it as well they were like all of our answers are back in this era because they were literally like living they were thinking they were doing they were just it was a good period and it was kind of like i don't know what what can, how can you explain it just the flowering of all of these ideas at the once and it got wrote, it got written down and we lost them so that's the timeline right then 1800 onwards we've always like gone back so if we think about the meditations by Marcus Aurelius they were coming back into action in the 1700s because it was you know found and rediscovered and retranslated and all that stuff so we're now if you think about it we're not that far from the rediscovery of like you know the printing press think of this think of this the printing press being able to mass produce books 18 mid 1800s the 1800s right the working class of the united kingdom right didn't know how to read and write until about 1891 when they were allowed to go to public school for free for the first time it's only been 130 years since the working class of one of the top nations in the world a superpower at the time were able to read and write so it's only been 130 years so really it's only been 130 years since the vast majority of people have ever been able to read the classic works of the ancient greeks and stuff and actually even then they were translated from latin and it was confusing and maybe it was also in latin and all that upper class whatever so really we're still in the early ages of us discovering all of this old ancient work do you know that's what blows my mind and if you think of it that way there's a lot to discover that we will we still behind them in terms of how we think and how we live let me rephrase that how we think and how we um go about living and thinking i mean they obviously were backwards in some things like obviously go back loads years ago there's we've come a long way in certain regards but they were in their own thoughts all day no social media distracted them on the phones needing newspapers they were just living so i'll leave you with that it's kind of still the early stage of rediscovery for most of working class people so on that note if you do want answers and you want to look into it you'll find the answers in the ancient books like no doubt read Plato, Epicurus, Epictetus, Marcus Aurelius, you know, you can read Montaigne in the 1500s who looked back into these things and did his personal essays. You know, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of loads of different schools of philosophies, um Socrates and, you know, Aristotle and stuff like that that some of us dry, but you definitely should give it a go. And that's my ramble today. Um I hope you found it enjoyable. If not, let me know. Have a good day, have a good walk. One big thing, maybe buy 
I would recommend Seneca's On Shortness of Life. Really short book. That'll get you. That'll get you into living, no doubt. But have a good day, guys. Remember, one day at a time, make the most of today, and everything falls into place. End of. So, see you soon. And that's it. Thank you for listening to the One Day at a Time podcast with your host, Scofflier. Hopefully, you understood something I said. I hope that some wisdom kind of distilled through into your mind. And I want you to now action it today. I don't want you to think about tomorrow. I don't want you to think about yesterday. I don't want you to think about leaving a review on this podcast. I don't want you to think about going to another website. What I want you to do is as soon as this podcast ends, you will take action and make the most of today. Ground yourself today. Follow the one day at a time philosophy and your life will change.